It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. I asked somebody who would know about this yesterday, about the situation, and they estimated it happened two weeks ago. Somebody else said it was done in line with the schedule release. It didn't just happen yesterday. It's been there. It's like just nobody really noticed it till yesterday. But it's there. And how is that an accident? How is that not a statement? How is that not a thing? This is the Vikings' official Twitter page that the world is watching, the world can see. Cook is gone, four is gone, and two is there in Alexander Madison. So frontal, too. Love it. So you've got 53 guys on your roster. You got another, you got 90 guys on your current. Yeah, you could have you could have devoted the Twitter banner to your favorite undrafted free agents from the last couple weeks, right? Put Ivan Pace on the banner. You could have put anyone on that banner. You could have put Kevin O'Connell. They got room for four people on that banner. Like a skull chant, just like the fans. Well, yes. You know what? Chant. You know what? In my opinion, we're bearing the lead of that. Go back and look at it. I don't think we need to play the clip again. No, 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 no. I'm saying go back and look at it and understand this. The two players at the front are guys who are about to sign contract extensions, Justin Jefferson and Hawkinson. The quarterback is not in the front. He is in the back. But he's one of the four. He is one of the four, but my point is he's the quarterback. Ordinarily, your quarterback, if he's your quarterback, if he's your starting quarterback long-term, does not take second place in that. He is at the very front. I did see... uh, It's very interesting. How... Vikings Twitter got an uproar because they did the Mats versus 5'8 test. Did you guys watch that video on, on it? I did, yeah. And Kirk puts a ton of ketchup on both I need both some burgers. ketchup. Yeah, he needs a and ketchup. See, we're the same guy. You're the and same then he, guy. Used, he used we're all the, the ketchup guy. on the first burger, and then he needed more ketchup. That's just, oh, Kirk disgusting. and I are basically like this. So oh, my gross. God. I didn't know we were so close. Tuck that tucked in white T-shirt into the sweatpants. I don't, tuck in my, I don't tuck in my stuff. But you know what? Kirk and I are very close then. But anyway, it's very interesting. He is not in the front of that picture. He is in the Well, back. they've sort of done with that banner with him what they've done in real life, which is, all right, we're not, we're not yes. totally sure about you long term, but we definitely want you around this year. So we're just going right. to take you from the front of the banner and just kind right. of put you. We're not going to move you off the banner. You'll just be right here. But if they wanted to avoid questions and controversy and speculation, couldn't they have just put Christian Derrissaw? Instead of Alex Madison, they could have put a defensive player. KJ Osborne, they could have yeah. gone two offense. Harrison Smith, two defense. That's what they could have done. Yeah. Daniel and Harrison Smith, <laughs> and Kirk 
and Jefferson. You Social media team, too. come on, creativity. Let's go here. Um, or did they do it on purpose to to create some buzz and some? I don't may know. I? It's kind of weird. May I suggest that um, I I going to guess the social media team was told what to do by the higher ups or did they tell them half of what to do hey guys we got to take dalvin off that banner okay and then they decided well we'll replace dalvin with alex madison no if it was just them they would have gone two and two two defense two offense Hmm. i think it came from kevin o'connell's office is what that came from you think kevin o'connell told the social media bob social media chandler yeah, whatever social, social media. Susie. I think they I think they were throwing out ideas and KOC weighed in and said, let's go with four offensive players. And here are the four. And here's how I want them positioned. TJ Hawkinson being at the forefront is interesting. Yeah, well, he might be at the forefront of the offense as well. Well, I'm just saying speculation, reckless speculation. Th- Thursday leads me to a place of wondering exactly what the intentions were even beyond Alvin Cook. Well, speaking of beyond Dalvin Cook, whenever it happens, obviously with the, the Twitter banner, like all this steam, the Vikings are going to be preparing for life after Dalvin Cook, and we will do a deep dive discussion here. We have a random Viking of the week. A shout out to our friends at TCL. They have award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, always stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances, TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. A shout-out to our friends also at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Like having a great offensive line for your business, they stand and protect against risks on the horizon. And specifically, too, if uh, if you are a next-generation business owner or leader, maybe you're taking over a company from your parents, a family company, Federated specializes in helping you. You can find a full list of industries they work closely with at Federated Insurance dot com so the vikings are about to say goodbye to dalvin cook as evidenced by their social media banners and i think this is one of the best things this franchise has done in years and i mean that with as little disrespect to dalvin as possible but this is a franchise that has spent much of the past 16 years and judd has covered as a writer as a radio host podcaster all of these 16 years and i have too Lead beat writer for the Stars. Yeah, please get that. Please get that correct before yeah. we move on. The Vikings have spent much of the past sixteen years catering to highly paid running backs, and they're about to move into the running back by committee business, where business is pretty good. If you're a Super Bowl champion, chances are you've had a running back by committee situation the last decade or so. Last year, for instance, Kansas City Chiefs, who was their running back that led them in yardage during the season. That was big in the Super, right? Isaiah Pacheco. Wasn't he a seventh-round pick? From Rutgers. Mm-hmm. The year Correct. before that, Cam Akers was the Rams' leading rusher. in this. These are leading rushers in the Super Bowl. Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, LeGarrette Blunt a few times, C.J. Anderson. Yep. Percy Harvin was the leading rusher in the Super Bowl, but Marshawn Lynch is kind of an outlier here. He was a very highly paid running back. Ray Rice, before the contract, he was on a rookie-scale deal. Ahmad Bradshaw, James Starks, Pierre Thomas, all of these guys made $2.5 million or less on a base salary except for Marshawn Lynch. And so I uh, I kicked the conversation over to you. I love the fact that for the first time, it seems like anyways, for the first time in a long time, the Vikings front office is saying, we don't need a marquee bell cow running back anymore. Let's allocate those resources to other positions 
Let's go running back by committee. Let's be situational, and let's stop being beholden to Adrian Peterson and Dalvin Cook to get 250-plus touches. So I I think for the most part, um, in the last probably five to ten years, the idea of the bell cow back has gone. Uh, now, now the Vikings got a really good deal on Cook because he fell because of character concerns, and they took him in the second round, and he turned out to be a great pick. My opinion of running backs, though, is this. I think that when they reach success, for the most part, is when and they come and say, I got to get paid, you say, see ya, thank you very much. Yeah. It's one position where I just, the wear and tear the aging process, the ability to there, – there are so many factors, too, that go into the success of that player. Now, if that player is a jack-of-all-trades guy, he can block catch really well catch, too. I don't mean catch passes sometimes. I mean Marshall Falk type of just really, really good. And, and he is a good running back. Then it's a little more tempting probably because, you know, he, he can split out. Uh, wide at times he can do different things but the the reality is when we're talking about the running game which the vikings by the way were awful in last year if you're going to go down that path i would far rather have my offensive line paid well yes i would i'd prefer to have blocking so yes i think that this is time to, to go this is one of in my opinions the easiest decisions to make my guy uh thor nystrom our guy i don't know why i called him my guy he is our well, guy, Thor Nystrom. I, I guess he is. Shifting. Right now, he's more your guy because you're oh, hosting sort of, a weekly show called Purple Daily yeah, on Draft. With I, it was sort of selfish, though. Yeah, I, I took credit. It was kind of like Wes Phillips taking whole credit for the Vikings. Like, yeah. Wes Phillips is part of the Vikings offense, but I mean, it's Kevin O'Connell. It's it's everybody involved. I mean, without us, do, do you know Thor? You know, that. so like, yeah, you're sort of like. Yeah, Jeb wasn't right going to ask for his number. We know that off yesterday's yeah. show. No, actually, I think I have his number. I'm not positive on that. Did you ask him for his number? I don't remember. You may have. Look at you. I don't think I did. Building friendships. Uh, Thor's philosophy on running backs, which I believe we're going to talk about more in depth next week, too, on Purple Daily on Draft, is if Thor was running a team, here is his uh, philosophy on running back acquisitions. Number one, you don't give them a second contract. That is, you don't give them the second contract. But in terms of when you draft them, when you acquire them, here's what you do. In year one, you draft one in the second round. Get a second round back, just like they did with Dalvin Cook, right? He was a second round pick, first round talent, fell to the second round. In year Chiefs t- got Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, with the last pick in the first round. You can cheat it sometimes, I guess, but yeah. And even I also think Aaron Jones of the Packers, I don't know if he was a second round pick or not, but he was also not a first round pick and turned out to be pretty good for them. In year two, you take a running back in round four. In year three, you take one in round seven. In year four, you take one in round six. You basically accumulate a running back in every draft. Every year you do a draft, and and you do this philosophy of looking for a more of a, obviously a star or a lead bell running back in the second round. But on day three of the draft, take a flyer on a running back. Let him be the spell back. Let him be someone that maybe becomes the starter long term. I mean, you, you saw it with Pacheco. You saw the Chiefs even re-sign Jarek McKinnon as, as another option for them, too. They've gotten really creative with how they deploy running backs. That's similar. I, I just think it is weird because I think the Players Association is also going to have to jump in here and figure out there's going to become an impasse where teams do stop giving big contracts to running backs. I'm curious how that relates, but thankfully I don't have to but worry about that. There's nothing they can do about it, yeah. baby. And, and, well, and to this point, like, you know, you so you you draft your second round running back, and maybe that's a whiff. But if you've got a third round or a fifth round running back in the next year, if you if you if you 
all right, we're going to take three running backs somewhere other than the first round in the first handful of years. One of them is going to be starting caliber for you, you would think. And if not, you can find guys like Jarek McKinnon off the street to get 100 carries and catch passes. But the Vikings are kind of doing what Declan just laid out, the Thorne Eistrom plan. So they already had their bell cow, and then they have Alex Madison, who's Alex Madison is going to come back on like a $4.5 million deal, so he's not breaking the bank. Then they drafted Ty Chandler in the fifth round, and then Dwayne McBride in, what, the seventh round. So they're yep. basically doing exactly what, what Thor laid out in that tweet. And I know, Dex, you brought up the Players Association is not going to be thrilled about this, but Judd's right. The market speaks for itself. It's not really collusion. It's just the reality. And that the, like, to me, the biggest myth in football is that running backs drive a running game. That a great Now, there are some ex- notable exceptions. If you have Barry Sanders in the early 90s, Oh yeah, the, the three of us could be on that offensive line. He'd probably still find a way to gain 15 yards just juking around people. I think there was a time where, and Adrian Peterson had some pretty good run blocking offensive lines with the Vikings. You know, he had Steve Hutchinson, he had Bryant McKinney and Matt Burke. He had some pretty good offensive linemen, Phil Oatholt. But Adrian Peterson was such a beast; he could bust an 80 yard run just kind of behind anyone. But if you take away some of the notable exceptions in NFL history. Run game success is like 75, maybe 80% predicated on scheme and offensive line. Mm -hmm. And last year, if you go to PFF, for instance, the Vikings offensive line was, I believe, I don't have it in front of me, but I think they were like fifth in run block grade. You had guys, the two tackles could run block. Garrett Bradbury is, is nimble, can get out. You know, he can get to that second level. Um, Ezra Cleveland's a really good road grading run blocker. You had some good run blockers. But they were like fifth from the bottom in yards per carry. They were 4.1 yards per carry. And Dex, did you find this? Who put this out? Was it uh, Jason, you, AJ? I did, and it it was from uh, Bill Barnwell who who took it from Next Gen Stats, I believe. This is great. Yeah, Bill Barnwell from ESPN. So Delvin Cook, rush yards over expectations. So they basically take every play and all the different factors. How, How many rush yards did you gain over the expected, you know, break even zero point four years ago he gained 106 yards over expected meaning he outperformed the conditions by 106 yards mm-hmm. 2020 plus 250 so 250 more yards than expected 2021 plus 81 still pretty good last year minus 41 just 34 percent of dalvin cook's carries in 2022 gained positive yards over expected second worst among running backs with at least 200 carries. So you had an offensive line that actually pretty good last year run blocking, and it was more Dalvin that wasn't the explosiveness, maybe not finding the hole, maybe getting tripped up on a play that he wouldn't have a few years ago. So that, you know, once, once that happens too, it's like, okay, no longer are you even sort of break even and you're making yeah. 11 million. It just becomes a no brainer for the Vikings. And Dalvin Cook also, he didn't, the primary thing to me is in watching him in 2022, he didn't pass the eye test. Like there were a lot of carries where it's like, that's got to get more. He also, as I've talked about before, didn't turn out to be as good of a pass catcher as I thought he could be, which is another big thing. You know, what's interesting to go back to Declan's point about positions and getting paid, what's the two, the one position that's a real problem now, it's not running back it's tight end because they're still being paid like tight ends when some of them are actually the Kelsey's of the world star receivers 
So like if there's one thing that's going to get fixed or have to be corrected, it's that. I would argue the running back position is going of it's going to go not all the time, but it's going to go far more the way of Debo Samuel, though, where teams are going to find different ways to use guys. And I think the bell, the, the old bell cow, this is just what you do. Just haul the, you know, Leroy Horde, go in there and get three yards. Yeah. Um, th- those guys are situational guys at best now. But if you look at these offensive minds and how these guys are used, we, you are talking about a position where I think it's mandatory that you are a good receiver as well, because yeah. that's an extension of the run game that's incredibly dangerous because you're starting off with five yards. It's, I almost feel like unless you have the luxury of having already built your roster and now you can put a highly paid running back on top of it like the Niners did with Christian McCaffrey, it's almost a laughable strategy to pay a big second contract to a running back. It, it's almost a sure tell yeah. sign that your front office has no idea what it's doing, right? Now now it is. And that's where I, I think the Giants are, or are faced with a conundrum with Saquon Barkley. And, and Saquon's a marvelous athlete. He's a marvelous player, but I think their conundrum is exactly that. Like, what do we do here? I believe at, at this point he's franchised, which costs you a ton, but it's short term. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the reality is this, too. There's a definite line here that got drawn because Peterson got paid a ton in his second contract, and at that point in time, he deserved it. Like, like, like it sounds weird to say, but back then, it made sense. It doesn't make sense now. It just doesn't. And Peterson's a prime example too, because you know what? He didn't have he didn't have the requisite skill set now to be the player in offenses in 2023 that were valuable in 2007. Yeah, but here's the crazy thing about Peterson, right? Again, it's like I'm 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 not saying that Peterson was just replaceable, but again, scheme and offensive line are the two biggest factors by miles when it comes to run game production. Adrian Peterson had the same career yards per carry with the Vikings, 4.9 as Moeldy Moore. Delvin Cook had the same career yards per carry with the Vikings, 4.7 as Toby Gerhardt. Yeah, and and in the problem with Peterson was they kept him too long, too. So they kept going back to that well. His second contract at that time, I wouldn't do it now, was deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but the re- the reality of football is, is this too, and it's weird, but it's the, the uh, horse is out of the barn here. The fact that the NFL has now become far more along the lines offensively as college football has changed it greatly. So like what you're looking for now has completely changed. And, and you know, Go back to 2000 or so and look at the chief play callers at that time, what was called and how things were run. And I I remember at the combine years ago talking to Spielman about this because this was before the college offenses had really infiltrated the pros. And I I said, how do you really scout guys? Because you're watching guys in systems here that are like far more creative and outlandish. And at that point in time, I thought not going to be adopted. I was wrong. But I said, how do you scout guys? Because like you're looking at people doing things that you're not going to replicate. And he said, it's really tough. And, and that's like the whole, that's offensive linemen, that's tight ends, running backs, because they're doing things and being asked to do things that were far more off the grid. And, you know, the pros at that time didn't. So like that's where, that's where, and this also comes back to a conversation that I know people think we pick on Kirk about, but it's not a Kirk conversation. It's a salary structure. A running back 
cannot eat up any real portion of your cap. Now, it's crazy. Unless you unless have that guy definitive proof, unless one of two things, you have definitive proof that it's a generational talent that helps you across the board for, yes. you know, a thousand snaps a it year, or you have the luxury like the Niners. It almost has to be now a hybrid, though, right? Like, it can't just be, like, if, if you were to truthfully list the player, which you're not going to because you clearly want to keep his salary down, but because, like, if, if you were to truthfully list a depth chart of a guy like Hawkinson, it wouldn't be TE. It'd be wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to truthfully list a running back who you say, you know what, this guy has to be paid, it would be a hybrid. It wouldn't just be RB. Yeah, and to your point about, you know, if you do allocate a chunk of money to a running back, how does that affect your team? So here's a list of the eight teams. I'm not going to count the Niners here because the Niners already had an NFC championship car, and they said, boy, we built this car so well, we still have room to put another suitcase in it. All right, let's go get Christian McCaffrey. They weren't building their team around Christian McCaffrey, right? So the the nine teams currently with the highest guarantees paid to running backs right now, the Niners are number one with Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Here's the other teams with the highest guarantees paid to running backs right now. The Saints, seven wins last year. The Falcons, seven wins last year. The Titans, seven wins. Browns, seven wins. Panthers, seven wins. The Cardinals with James Conner, four wins. And then you got the Vikings and the Chargers who both made the playoffs are on this list, but they were bounced, dismissed long before the Super Bowl. It's pretty crazy. And you can, and I'm not saying you can't find examples where a team paying a lot of money to a running back. There's, of course, there's examples. I mean, Joe, Joe Mixon makes a lot of money with the Bengals, and they're one of the best teams in the league. They also have a quarterback making almost nothing until that contract kicks in. So they might have the luxury to go overspend on some non-premium positions. The good news for the Vikings is, though, when it comes to positional spending, so the running backs currently make the fourth most money with Dalvin Cook on the roster. That number is going to come down. Mm-hmm. But Quasey has gone through these different non-premium positions. Two years ago, the Vikings spent the second most money on linebackers. This year, 23rd most. Safeties, once Harrison Smith ages out, they're going to be pretty low on that list too. So I think he kind of understands this. And now after two full off seasons, you're seeing him just allocate money to positions that uh, are more premium. And this is also why, and I think this showed itself more in the draft defensively this year, but this is going to be an overall theme, I think, in football too. It's also why you're trying to draft guys that can play multiple spots. So the safety can play corner and you can move him back and forth. And now he's sort of a hybrid linebacker. Like this is the thing. This is how you get around. The smart thing is because if you draft a guy and you're like, you're going to play cornerback, but he could play safety. You are signing up for something you don't need to sign up for because safeties don't get paid as much. So the, the reality is football becoming more positionless really helps you too from salary structure standpoints as well. Because if this guy thrives as a as a quote unquote safety, his second contract is not going to be what a starting corners would be. Yeah, and you're milking and and you're milking that player for all he is worth from a positional standpoint too. So on game day, 
I can afford to to play around with my 46-man roster based on the fact that if a safety goes down or a corner goes down, the same guy can potentially replace one of those two. Yep. So just to put a bow on this sort of life after Dalvin Cook conversation, and we will get to a random Viking of the week. So what do they have? Once he is cut or traded, you know, whenever this happens here in the coming weeks, what do the Vikings have left? Well, they've got three guys, all 25 years old and younger. That's right. Alex Madison is only 25 years old, going into his fifth year in the NFL. And all these guys have a ton of tread left on their tires because Alex Madison hasn't had a ton of carries the last couple of years. He's not, like you say, he's not that old. I don't think he's had really big injuries. He's been banged up maybe a couple times. And then you get, I'm really intrigued by both Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride. Both of those guys were dominant running backs at the end of their college careers. Dwayne McBride, go look at his numbers his last year in college. Now, it's funny, I was looking at Dwayne, because he, he played, uh, he did not play Power 5 college football. Was he UAB, I believe? Yeah, I think so. So he played, you know, once or twice a year, he might play yeah. a big Power 5 school. What's funny is Dwayne McBride put up, you know, hundreds of yards a game last year, except he had one dud game. It was like 14 carries for 37 yards against LSU. And that's not because Dwayne McBride is a fraud or bad. It's because his offensive line did not match up with the defensive front of LSU. And a great running back can't fix that. Maybe Barry Sanders from 30 years ago can fix that. So again, even like in college, you're dependent on who are you running behind. But I'm really intrigued to see Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride fight it out, training camp. Alex Madison probably gets the starting job, but my guess is all three of those guys are going to wind up getting carries to some extent. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Definitely. Okay, Dalvin Cook. Ring of Honor or no? Ooh. So who's Dylan, in, who, who's in right Cook now? Who's be, in? Be gone. It's Chuck, Chuck Foreman's in. Yeah, right? hold on. I saw yeah. Eric oh, yeah. Eager, Eager Honor, ranked yeah. all the Vikings Robert Smith. running backs. Robert Smith in the Ring of Honor? I've got the list right here. I think he is. Let's see. Yeah, I well, think you're right. He's definitely not. He's definitely not above George George Foreman, uh, Chuck Foreman, or George Foreman. <laughs> or that he's got great grill. Chuck Robert, has a great. Robert okay. Smith had a better one. So our buddy Eric Eager ranked the Vikings running backs all time: number one AP, two Chuck Foreman, three Robert Smith, four yeah. Dalvin Cook. Behind him are Bill Brown and Ted Brown. Uh, Robert Smith is not in the Ring of Honor. Hmm. I can't hmm. do it then. I think Robert Smith had a better Vikings career. Let me pull up here. I think you're right. I, like no, I, think you're, yeah. 
I think you're correct. I'm going through the guide here to look at the list. <laughs> I got my media guide. Hey, it's a nice media guide. Oh, oh the spiral binding. Oh. That makes oh, it very yeah. convenient, well, right? When you were a you lead beat writer for the Vikings, for the Star Tribune, you get a spiral, okay? Oh, I'm they don't make all of them a spiral? No. No. Okay, Robert Smith. So Robert Smith played in... That's a little unfair here, because Robert Smith played in 25 more games as a Viking. But he does have a, almost a thousand more rushing yards. So here's the all-time Vikings rushers: Adrian Peterson, number one, with eleven thousand seven hundred yards. Yep. Robert Smith, number two, with six thousand eight hundred, and then Dalvin Cook, five thousand nine hundred yards, just a, just ahead of Chuck Foreman. Now Dalvin has fifteen more touchdowns than Robert Smith. Robert Smith has a little bit better yards per attempt. So Robert Smith never fumbled, by the way, only nine fumbles. Wow. In 98 games, Delvin, 19 fumbles in 73 games. I say no on Delvin. The- Thielen, Locke, Kendricks, I think, goes in. No on yeah. Delvin. And funny, Robert Smith was the backup to Terry Allen for a couple of years, if I remember. And he did yeah, not really right. start until later in his Vikings career. That sounds right. But yeah, passes. I, I don't think Delvin makes it. <sighs> yeah, if, and, if Robert Smith's not in, I don't know if you can put Delvin in. It's and tough. the intriguing thing is this. And th- this has probably more to do with the player than it does the team. When does a- Adrian Peterson go in? He's not in yet. He'll be. He's in kept playing. Time. Oh, he'll be yeah. in for sure. Wasn't he he'll supposed be in... to have a big announcement sometime in April? In... Yeah, I-, I don't think he did. I think he aborted mission. <laughs> and he didn't play in the XFL or the USFL. No. So my so write that down he... didn't come to fruition. Has he had any more boxing matches? I, as far as I know, he has not. <laughs> But he's an interesting one because it's my contention that he is a obvious shoo-in for the Ring of Honor. But you can't retire 28 if you're not going to retire 84. Why haven't they retired 84? I they're no trying idea. to avoid retiring no, I mean, numbers? Well, okay, it's one thing to try to avoid that. But as I've said a thousand times, when the guy changed the game and changed the trajectory of your franchise, and ultimately, one of the reasons why that building is standing downtown that, that you play in was Moss. Um, you can't put Peterson in and ignore Moss. No, I... In, or, I'm sorry, you can't retire his number. Yep, I agree with that. He goes into the ring of honor. Yeah. You know, they should retire. Livia should retire your number. How do you know For all haven't? the work you've done as a spokesperson the last couple of years? How do you years? know that they haven't? How do you know that my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers didn't take one look at the guy on the left and the guy on the right and say, oh, my God, this is the great. You know what? We are going Murder. to retire that tie. We're going to retire that tie that I am wearing right there because that tie is a symbol of how much weight that you can lose and keep off. And that is the most important thing. 40 pounds came up, but the most important thing is continued weight loss. And now you're saying, Judd, that's great for you, but what about me? And I'm going to tell you right now, you can lose up to 10 pounds by Memorial Day with Livia's doctor-recommended program. Now you're like, now I'm listening, but what's the deal? And I'm going to tell you what the deal is. Join today. You're going to get three months free. That's right. You're going to, so 10 pounds up on Memorial Day, three months free. The only thing left for me to do is give you the website and number. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Tell them, Judd sent you and they can bring you in and you can see my tie hanging from the ceiling at Libya. Oh, wow. Uh, Dennis Kirk is here for all of you motorcycle riders out there as well. You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less 
over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. And before we get to random Viking of the week here, a shout-out to our friends at Meadows. I saw Declan's already uh, lamenting Rory McIlroy start at the PGA <laughs> here. What so. happened to him? He's just terrible. He's terrible. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why on. you thought he was going to bounce back. This is a tough course, man. It is. He's screwed. Uh, you know, in classic, you know, that's like a second home for me. It's like, I don't know. That's my Roy McIlroy uh, impression, too. But, you know, maybe maybe go get your game figured out at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Why don't you take a stop here in Minnesota, Rory, and go to the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Uh, you can go to golfthemeadows.com to book that tee time. There's a great Meadows bar and grill there. There's a great pro shop, too. And, and I always loathe when I go into a pro shop and there's like only two or three options for balls. Plenty of great options in that pro shop, too. Go to golfthemeadows.com to book that tee time. All right, gentlemen, it's time for the random Viking of the week here, the competition that has swept Vikings Nation. Judd has a sizable all-time lead. Going back two years, a 52-32 to 32 lead over the combination of Declan and me. We alternate every other week competing against Judd, the resident historian on the show. Declan's turn to drive the car today. He's going to hand out a series of clues. We can guess whenever we want to. Up to three incorrect guesses each before we are eliminated. Play along at home if you would like to. No Googling, no cheating. All right, let's do this. This random Viking of the week played in 129 NFL games. 129 NFL games. Hmm. Of those games, 104 were starts. 129, 104. Just one playoff game, though, in his NFL career. Long career, but uh, only one playoff game. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. This random Viking of the Week was a second-round draft pick oh, pretty high mm-hmm. pretty high pick mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. Huh? according to no, his I uh, guess this guy we've already done that one guy so. got a guess no guess no, no guess okay Not yet. all right this random viking of the week has 16,000 followers on twitter He's not really uh, like he doesn't tweet a lot. He re- retweets a ton though. Like I'm going through his tweets and I can't find just like a, an organic tweet. He loves to retweet. Can I see if I if one person's been guessed? Can I just check the database here? Sure. Okay. Yep, that one's been guessed as well. So this person's just retweeting people. Yeah, like he'll um, he gets mentioned maybe occasionally, or and then he'll he'll retweet that, but. uh a lot of retweets. So many retweets. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 2015, this random Viking of the week discussed gay players in the NFL and said he encountered several of them. Everyone knew, and no one cares about sexual orientation of his teammates. 
Okay, hold on. Hmm. Huh. Second round pick. Mm -mm -mm -mm. It's 2015. I have a question. Mm hmm. In 2015, was he a Viking? No, he um, he was not, and he had been out of the league at that point. Okay. Well, this is, uh, this is a tough one. One play after. In his rookie season in the NFL, he made the all-rookie team. His final year in college, he was a consensus All-American as well. Oh, my God. I have a guess, but I'm trying to think of his name. No, that's not right. I I, I'm trying to think of the name of this guy that I, I know. I, I don't want to describe it because then Judd's going to guess. Damn it. One one playoff game. In his second and third contract he signed, they were both multi-year big contracts. I will say one of them was with the Vikings, one of them was with another team. Oh. Uh. That guy, uh. Um, oh, he wasn't a second round pick, I don't think. Yeah, this is the pro this is the, 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 this is my the problem. The second round pick thing is throwing me out. I have so many guesses, but the second round pick thing. All right, I don't think this guy was a second round pick, but I'm going to throw him out there cuz I uh, Vasante Shanko. He's already been uh, and he's already been one. God dang it. Multi-year multi-year big contracts. He scored just one touchdown in his NFL career. It did come with the Vikings. Hmm. Oh, hold on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Mm-hmm. No, that guy doesn't... That guy actually tweets. And he's got more than 16,000 followers. I don't think um, this will give it away. But uh, when we made the switch three years ago, on May 1st, 2020, I tried to get this guy on the show and... He originally said sure, but then kind of ghosted me the day of. I DM'd him on Twitter, responded back like right away. Yeah, no problem. God dang it, I remember this too. Oh, what is happening right now? Oh, who was Yeah, that? I was... I remember this. God. Dude, this is brutal. I was, I was really excited because if I would have gotten this, this would have been like a really crowning producer booking guest. We don't really do guests anymore. but So you didn't get him, though? I, we didn't no. get him on the show. So you failed at the job. Should, should we talk about that for a second? 
Like, do you take that as a career from, slight? Uh, from not knowing the random bike in the week, sure. Do, do you take that as a career slight? Um, this random bike in the week said, if Roger Goodell was a commissioner when he was playing, he probably would have been blackballed from the league for a certain off-the-field incident. Fred Smoot? Fred Smoot. God dang it. Wow. Brad Smoot. You did a good job of keeping that evasive. You definitely kept us off the scent there big time. Mm. You did a good job of keeping that evasive. Boy, that one stings. That one stings right there. I was stung by my failure in last week's right I was going to in this against Declan. I don't know if he was going to this was a big one but Yahoo Sports lists him as one of the biggest contract busts in NFL history due to his tenure with the Vikings. Um, he signed a yeah, 6 year 34 million dollar deal with the Vikings and then went back to Washington on a, like a 5 year also 20 million dollar deal. So he only yeah. played for two teams mm-hmm. uh, in his career. But um scored his one touchdown 2006 Lambeau Field. Red Smoot did the Lambeau right. leap. Well, Judd has now taken, uh, we've kind of gone every other one because Declan's on a three-game winning streak against Judd, but Judd's on a four-game winning streak against me with Fred Smoot, Mike Tice, Javon Walker, and J.T. O'Sullivan. So, Javon gotta pick it up here, man. Oh, and Laquan Treadwell. Jeez. Five in a row. That's embarrassing. Mm. Well, I'll go back to the drawing board, go look at the film, and see I what we can do. got to do that against Declan next week. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.